Good morning and welcome to episode 67 of Speech Therapy Murmurings, a speech therapy podcast by Chris Wade, speech therapist. And today I'm just going gonna to briefly talk about optimism. And it's a bit of a strange one, but over the last kind of few weeks, um, I've kind of gone down the rabbit hole of being kind of listening to kind of more negative voices and I, I can see an immediate impact on kind of my well-being so um, I had some kind of kind of criticism um, not from someone that had worked with me uh, but someone that had observed from afar um, and I I'd listened to it intently and that criticism then bounced around my head um, non-stop like I was talking kind of obsessively bounced around my head non-stop um, to the point where I became what I feel one of the triggers why I was kind of um, feeling so ill over the weekend um, and I, I think I ate one meal over a kind of a 36, 48 hour period um, so I, I wasn't eating, I felt rough when you don't eat you feel um, lethargic um, it was my wife's birthday and uh, we went out for a meal and I, I literally pushed the food around a plate. Uh, I, I really struggled. Um, and I was thinking, is, is this a wholly physical thing? Is it a bug? Or is this um, down to kind of the anxiety that I'm feeling right now? And kind of got quite a lot of anxiety at the moment. One around kind of um, this kind of criticism that I'd read and this, um, that I couldn't really respond to or didn't know the right way to respond to um, or is it a kind of cum- cumulative effect of kind of we're trying to move house we're at the last pro- last stage of moving house and we're just waiting for the mortgage to be agreed and the whole chain is waiting on us and we're like are we going to be moving we're not going to be moving one of the biggest things you know, one of the biggest life events is kind of moving house and moving house within six of you plus a dog um, can be quite stressful we haven't started packing, we were supposed to move last weekend, um, we're hoping we were able to delay it by a couple of weeks, so the mortgage is in place, etc, because we can't move that way, um, and then get a company in that can literally um, disassemble furniture, pack, etc, 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 so that's one big kind of life event. <clears throat> My mother-in-law has just started a chemotherapy, so again, massive life event, um, so we're having to with the, with the children being not too well these, uh, lately, which again is anxiety provoking, Etta's had hand full of mouth and as well as being you know, having a really bad sick, uh, sickness bug which when you have emetophobia um, is hell for her um, and Oshan was unwell as well and then Oshan's a big life event is starting uh, nursery school for the first time um, and then going into full days at nursery school with a wraparound um, there's so many big life events that have kind of happened to us all at the same time um, and we kind of feel, I mean I, I kind of feel like I'm out of control at the moment with some things, um, workload is intense um, today I'm driving to the opposite side of the country I've got three assessments starting at the opposite side of the country working back towards home tomorrow again I've got three assessments going all the way up north and working my way back down um, so I've got like two very long days um, I've had two days off this week 
Tuesday, Wednesday, I took my hat off when the children weren't well. Um, I don't want to pass bugs around, etc. So I had to make sure that everything was fine before then. So I've had kind of high levels of anxiety, but I think the anxiety, um, so the, this criticism and this kind of, this, at the time I saw it was quite a negative voice, um, was kind of made it difficult for me to focus on the kind of the other things that I can control. Um, and this, this happened to me a lot over years. I've, I've aligned myself with people from a business perspective um, that weren't kind of um, helpful for me or conductive for me being as a, an optimistic kind of stress, kind of minimal stress person, which is what I typically am, um, despite what I've just said. Um, so I've, I've had business partners. I've had kind of... Um, of core leads of services whilst I've worked independently and that's over kind of a 10-11 year period that have pulled me in different directions one that wanted to know what I was doing every single second of the day um, because we co-owned the service and I and I was being micromanaged and the, my, my levels of the negativity and the, and the constant questioning um just drove us apart. I'm very, very productive. Like I, it, my, 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 my gift of ADHD means I can hyperfocus. Um, I zone everything out, but I do it at random times of the day. So I do a lot of work between the hours of, and this is intense work, which is really high quality work between the hours of about 8 p.m. and 11 p.m. Um, I think you can be sat in an office nine till five, but you've got so many distractions and you've got so much rubbish going on. Well, social media is really active during those hours and you're getting phone calls you get emails you get so much content coming at you that on a night I focus so much better because there's so much less coming at me um, and, and therefore I'm able to manage the time and use the time what I feel is much more efficiently um, I've had a business partner or, or kind of co-lead of a service for a long period of time that was a fantastic clinician but we just didn't gel in the right way and they were I kind of as and this is as I left um, my previous role and this and it was a long kind of built up kind of relationship but at times it felt like a, quite a kind of mismatch of power and I was kind of more of a child looking back looking up to the adult and with that relationship um, I struggled so badly because this person would use WhatsApp as their primary means of communication and WhatsApp from the hours on this because they worked internationally they'd be WhatsApping 20 hours a day on average I must have had 600 to 1000 messages every single day um, and at times it was great because they were positive messages it was lovely it was but the second things got tough or they were in a position of stress and they had their own family and they, and obviously, as I've said, with my own kind of levels of anxiety, um, it had impacts on me. So when you've got another family and someone who's kind of um, intense themselves, they, the levels of distress that that caused me on days like Christmas Day where I'm having to message back and leave voice notes and chase people um, in like across the, the, uh, the rest of the, across the world for, 
than it really was, um, and deal with things that they were causing. Um, it was absolute hell. So my last two years were just constant bombardment, and they they would put you into um, WhatsApp groups with kind of very high-ranking individuals that we were working with, uh, so kind of high-ranking in their society, and they would constantly bombard, and it was literally constantly bombard. And when it's positive, it's great, but but I'd say. If, if 5% is negative, then that 5% is going to upset the apple cart. And I, I literally, the only way for me to move on and set up again when it comes to kind of what I'm doing now in terms of this kind of weight therapy services, which is the brand I have now, a tiny brand, so I'm happy to keep it tiny. But the only way I could do that was to black, kind of, I don't know what the word is, but I blocked everybody that was negative in my in my life and uh, anybody that that was I, I totally get realism I get kind of I, I, I totally understand realism but anybody that didn't work and then my, the, in terms of their mindset was in such a high contrast to mine um, and was negative about everything or brought a lot of kind of negative energy from past experiences that we'd had together despite them being incredibly kind of positive at times I just had to cut them out so now I'm in a position where WhatsApp is literally just a tool I use to communicate with family members to send photos of the kids and receive photos of the kids um, and, it, and it's, it has kind of reduced my work uh, kind of my workload, it's reduced my attention to work, which was 20 hours a day minimum, and allowed me to just rely on emails, and I know emails are slower, I, I know that um, they're, but again, they're, yes, they're slower, and they build up, you can have 200 emails come through in a day, but I feel that, because I've got kind of this full-time uh, personal assistant working for me, um, who's my wife's best friend, um, it works really well because my emails are filtered, they're, they're, they're answered where, where appropriate and they're filtered so that I only get 5-10% of those emails. So part of this kind of, kind of my growth in terms of my you know, growth of business, my growth personally is learning when to let go of certain aspects of what I do, such as the control I had over my own email box. But also to know that whilst somebody or a service might bring a lot of referrals and might kind of um, have a lot of kind of potential in terms of offers for huge international government projects, we're talking like big, big project projects. Whilst those individuals existed in my life, I've cut them out completely because I can see that. I'm not going to be able to change the dynamic in which we communicate and how negative that dynamic was. And therefore, in doing that, I may have limited what I'm able to do in the future in terms of the opportunities that were there. So, I mean, I, we, had, we had opportunities of working across the whole of the Caribbean and having, and having large contracts across that. And because I've changed the way that I work with certain individuals, I've limited access and ability to do such projects, but at the same time, I've 
increased my kind of the positivity that I surround myself with and I am a very very optimistic person I I very rarely have negative thoughts and, I, and when I do I know how to I know what to do with them and I, I am realistic at the same time I, I don't sit there thinking I'm going to conquer the world I'm going to cure X, Y and Z I, I know my my position I know my place I know what I, what I have in terms of my skill set um, and how to use that to kind of um, to work with the families and the children that I work with but I needed to surround myself with optimism optimism in order to do that best and I'm not talking about kind of creating this echo chamber of just being around people that just agree with me and that like me I'm more than happy to be around people that have a kind of discontent of me or just don't care Um, but there's that and then there's people that are kind of actively negative and at times threatening and that sort of energy just didn't work and and so I think kind of takeaways from this podcast is I've had friends that have self-confidence and they've asked about kind of how to do the the shareholding with another person and I've always said look think very 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 carefully when you're setting up with another person because your goals on day one may be very different to your goals on day 30 or your goals on day 365 or 10 years later and you need to make sure if you're setting up with somebody that it's done in a way that if things do break down you're able to separate the company amicably without it causing disruption to you and your and other people that you serve and that's incredibly difficult so when I've had people say I'll set up a company with another person it's going really well I've, I've had to say look yes surround yourself when you set up a company with those that, you, that have the skills and things that you're not able to do and it is a lot less scary if you're a speech therapist set up rather than a speech therapist however be really mindful that you may have completely different goals in the future and this relationship right now might work but I've, I've gone into business with people that I consider my best friend um, and it has gone sour very quickly because the, once it comes down to a family's income, once it comes down to kind of someone's mental health and their stress levels etc, um, things can fall apart very quickly. Um, we had to separate a very large company at one point um, and thankfully we've been able to repair a friendship from that and even with the person that I've kind of cut out with regards to contact um, I, 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 um, we now communicate and we communicate on a much more professional level um, and we're, we're getting to a position where we will be able to work together in the future um, and I'm not just saying I mean yes really so it's be mindful when you're setting up that you set up in a way that you are you're able to kind of undo what you're doing um, I find that those that set up with a um, under a one company and they're directs to that company so they're legally chained to that company and their shareholders I find that challenging because I've had that in the past I do see how having a kind of a, a, a brand name or trading name that two separate companies can work under and you can contribute 
kind of uh, percentage of earnings into that company so that you're growing your own companies separately but contributing a an amount, a set amount or a percentage or however you want to do it into a third company um, so that you've got something together but to be honest I think having just having a brand name so having a brand name of what um, Wales Speech Therapy and then having a group of associates working under Wales Speech Therapy um, if you're all of a similar level in terms of where you are in life and wanting to work independently and wanting to be your own boss there's no reason why you can't work under the umbrella of Wales Speech Therapy or London not that will work um, or Birmingham Speech Therapy for example but you all have individual companies and you have that one brand that attracts clients and attracts people because it's a brand um, and you all have the same systems but underneath that you have separate companies and you all individually run and own um, but you contribute to a marketing budget, you contribute to a, um, a CPD budget, um, you contribute time and effort so that the brand itself, because underneath that brand, your company could have got ABC Limited and does nothing to do with speech therapy, but the brand itself is what's going to attract, and rather than having to have it set up as separate, uh, as one, t one company that you all work for, which could fall apart. You could, if you had five people under the same brand, or five companies working under that same brand, four of them could literally just fall apart and disappear if they decide to retire or go to the NHS or go to local authority or quit their profession completely. And that other one could carry on with the brand. Um, and then the other five, the other four, could actually benefit from that other one carrying on because they've got kind of an interest in that brand. I, I, I kind of got, went off on a bit of a tangent. Um, as you probably realised, but I do think, or I do hope that this uh, podcast has been helpful. Right, have a lovely day everybody, take care, thanks, bye.